Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. Well, I wanted to start start the show off uh, with a warning for our listeners. Uh-oh. <laughs> Please don't cook your chicken in NyQuil. I'm just kidding. Is that the warning? <laughs> People aren't really. Are people do- really doing no, that? No, they're not. It's sort of like it. It has. It's obviously some kind of troll. It's and like a Tide Pod thing, right? Yeah, it's totally a troll. It's like those. I mean, there's so many of those videos on TikTok. That's like troll cooking. I feel like like every six months to a year, we have a food weird food thing happening, whether it's eating Tide Pods or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Or like even that pink sauce that was like... Well, that was real, allegedly. <laughs> but it was like viral in a gross way too. Like, Yeah. Because it's like, no one's going to eat that Pepto-Bismol sauce. I mean, I did used to drink Pepto as a kid. I well, liked that it. tasted good. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go into a story that, about that. I just... I saw that pop up and I was just like, I, I wish we would stop giving attention to these things. I mean, unless people are truly doing it, obviously that's very stupid to I, cook in NyQuil. It's not only that we shouldn't give attention to it. It's that news outlets shouldn't, t- should just be a little more media literate and, and real see it for what it is. Someone making a joke. It's not really happening. Right. But we do live in a society as well where it's like, well, there might be one idiot. That is true. <laughs> we got to tell them. I mean, that don't is cook true. food because it's like, this will knock you out. I used to drink NyQuil. I had like a, like a week too. where I was like, oh, I would drink it every night. And I was like, this would help me fall asleep. <laughs> oh, I fully was like a NyQuil and a cough syrup, like a Robitussin drinker when I was a teenager, but like in an alcoholic way. Right. I loved it. Well, it's very soothing. <laughs> I like the cherry flavor. <laughs> that, see, this I like the way it burns your throat. See, this, this is more dangerous. This, is, this should have been the PSA. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and other stupid news, we just got to get this out of the way. It has to be commented on. I would never bring it up normally. Alec and Hilaria Baldwin have welcomed their seventh child. Who cares about that? But they named the baby Ilaria. So she named the baby how she pronounces her name. Basically, because it's spelled with an I instead of an H. But that's how she says her name. That's how she says her name that she gets made fun of for because she's not actually Spanish. I mean, she has Spanish heritage. Right, but I probably do because I'm very Western European. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's possible I would have that more than any other. But she's from Boston. Yeah, it's just annoying, and it's sort of like, don't waste your baby name on trolling your haters. Do you uh, know what I mean? <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, maybe when you have seven of them, you can waste one on a troll. That's true. She's, That's that the seventh baby is a free for all. It's you a just, free for all. You can you are you're allowed to name your seventh baby whatever. Absolutely, that's a good point. 
Um, I did. I do keep seeing this story, and I'm really happy because we will be able to report on this next week. Uh, I wanted to tell our listeners um, about this National Treasure Nicolas Cage art show that will be at CatCon uh, this Saturday, and me and Rachel are going to go. Yep. So our next, our following week's minis and um, after shows are going to be really jam packed of stuff because we're actually <laughs> doing something. <laughs> Well, we're going someplace where we will we will be able to report extensively. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see this um, art show. It is Nicolas Cage painted with this black cat and various from artists all across the country. And uh, it's, it's his black cat, right? Yes, and including that artist we both follow. Uh, is his name Daniel Ryan? We should have looked this I up. I should have looked to it up. To promote him. He's a great artist. I really like this guy's work. He's very funny. Uh, Daniel looking- Ryan. Yeah, it's Daniel Ryan. You can find him on Instagram. He has um, a picture of a huge black cat holding Nicolas Cage. Anyway, you should check out his stuff because he does a lot of fast food and food content with cats. So you know Rachel and I are all over him. What's his handle? Because I can't find it now. Oh, it's not his artist name? It's doesn't Daniel Ryan. Yeah, that's his name. Art of Daniel Ryan. Okay, I just want to give his give um, his give cry out. Art of Daniel, but Daniel spelled differently. It's spelled D- with an A. Well, it's spelled, I'm sorry. <laughs> just let me spell it. It's spelled D A N I A L. Yeah, so maybe it isn't even Daniel. It's like denial. Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm sorry. Daniel. It it's uh, probably anyway. just Daniel. Yeah, maybe it's just spelled differently. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited about that. And I'm happy to see it's making news because now everyone's going to be really jealous when we go and see it in person. Mm. Um, so, this headline caught my eye North Dakota woman charged after bringing raccoon into bar. Now, personally, that seems like something you'd be allowed to do in North Dakota. <laughs> Like, why can't you bring a raccoon into the bar? So this is from the Huffington Post. A woman who brought a wild raccoon into a North Dakota bar, which prompted state health officials to issue a warning about potential rabies exposure. She's facing criminal charges. (gasps) She is named Erin Christensen. She is 38 years old. And she's charged with misdemeanor counts of providing false information, tampering with physical evidence, and unlawful possession of fur bearers. Fur bearers? Fur bearers. Is that like a fancy word for animal? It's like fur babies, but fur bearers. Fur bearers. So so she's really in... How did she tamper with evidence? Let's see. So she was arrested last week after authorities found her and the raccoon by serving several search warrants in and around Maddox, North Dakota. She said her family found the raccoon on the side of a road about three months ago and named it Rocky. That's it's you always gotta. named Rocky. You can't have. I had a raccoon named Rocky. She said they were nursing okay, the animal. We're going to revisit that after the I'm story. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it. She said they were nursing. Oh no, its name was Roxy because it was a girl. But I mean the same thing. Yeah. She said they were nursing the animal back to health with plans to release it back into the wild. It is illegal under North Dakota Board of Animal Health laws to keep a wild raccoon. Um, oh my God! Authorities euthanize the animal. <gasps> Why? I don't know. Why? That's so horrible. Uh, so she took Rocky to this bar on September sixth during happy hour, showed the raccoon to customers, uh, and bartender Cindy Smith said the animal never bit anyone at the bar. Nevertheless, North Dakota's 
Health and Human Services Department issued a warning asking anyone who may have come in contact with the raccoon saliva to seek medical care. Jeez, wow. I, I, they don't say what um, evidence she hid, but I would love to know. I would love to know what she did. She hid like all the baby clothes she made for The bottle. It. The bottle she... <laughs> the Rocky Raccoon baby shirt. <laughs> My friends have a raccoon that has been coming to their house, not like inside their house, but like coming to their yard for like seven years. I'm not kidding. Aww. Yeah. Raccoons are super cute. Here in Echo Park. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I love raccoons. I think they're one of the cutest animals in existence. And you know what else is cute? Skunks. Skunks are so cute. I just, when I was driving home from here a few nights ago, a skunk ran out in front of me and I was just like, oh man, they are so cute, but why do they stink? They have that stink. Like, I don't want to get sprayed, but God, I want to hug that animal. When I was a kid, I heard that you could have one as a pet if you got their stink gland removed. Oh, I don't know if that's a thing or if that's even like a practice that's like ethical. Probably not. I don't think you Right. Should. Is that equivalent to declawing a oh. cat? Oh. Which you don't want to do. But Never. is it nothing? Like, is it okay? Right. Is it something that could be fine? Right. I don't know. I, I like, but I, I, just, did, yeah. I did think they were very cute. Oh, they're as just a kid. so cute. Yeah. So we got this story that came in the Beyond Meat COO, Doug Ramsey, was arrested for biting a man's nose. After a college football game. I saw this. I didn't read the article. So this is from CNBC because it's business related. It's very business. <laughs> um, Beyond Meat COO, Doug Ramsey. Well, I just said this. This is the headline and the opening sentence. He was in an Arkansas parking garage following a college football game. He was charged with terroristic threatening and third degree battery and went to an Arkansas jail. Th- terroristic threatening. That sounds really ser- serious. Yeah. The altercation happened in a parking garage uh, near Razorback Stadium after a University of Arkansas football game. According to a preliminary police report, a Ra- Ramsey allegedly punched through the back windshield of a Subaru after it made contact with the front tire of his car. He punched that through is, it? That's crazy. Was he on steroids? <laughs> he punched through a window, a windshield window? The back windshield of a Subaru. How do you do that? Was he wearing uh, like an iron glove? Did he turn into the Hulk? <laughs> like what? How do you punch those? First of all, those are very sturdy windows in cars. Call- you can't just punch a car window like it's a thin window in a house. Like it's not yeah. the same thing. Uh, I have no idea. Maybe there was already a crack in it. <laughs> it was a little weaker. The Subaru owner, Subaru owner got out of his car, and then Ramsey started punching him and bit his nose. Not very beyond meat of him. Absolutely. Now, the victim and a witness alleged that Ramsey told the Subaru owner he would kill him. Okay. Wait, why? This seems like an excessive amount of anger for just tapping the front tire of someone's car. Do you know what I mean? Like, like he was, he, I'm sorry, he like was, they were both driving and he like, I think they're in like him. a crowded parking lot and everyone's leaving at the same time. And this car, oh my God. I mean, this is like an excessive reaction, reaction, even if the person actually backs into the car and damages it severely. It's, it's like, okay, shit happens. Like, right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this food company, according to this article, has already been facing skepticism. What? Um, from investors over disappointing sales. I guess the stock has plummeted, yada, yada, yada. And now this on top of it. Ramsey had spent three decades before this at Tyson Foods. 
and he oversold oversold the poultry division and McDonald the biz, like the McDonald's side of the business. So I guess he was in charge of selling the chicken to McDonald's. This guy is our new John Schnatner. Yes. This is an absolutely out of control person, like out of control. Like there's some he has Anger issues, obviously, and maybe drinking issues, because right. I'm guessing he was probably drinking at the game. Uh, yeah, he looks kind of angry and pink in his mugshot. He's very pink in the mugshot. Very shot. pink. Exactly what a CEO you would like a think looks like. Yeah. A pink white guy, yeah. bald head, very angry. He got busted. <laughs> He's getting some consequences. Good. Now, this woman is a woman after our own heart, Rachel. This is from Food & Wine, our favorite food news source. Mm-hmm. 50 wheels of smuggled cheese seized at U.S. border. 50 now, wheels? Yes. So last week at the Customs and Border Protection, uh, they confronted a woman. She, <laughs> she was driving um, back into New, Me- oh, into New Mexico. And I guess at some point when you're driving from the Mexican border into um, the States, you have to declare like customs what you're bringing back in. Uh, she is described as a female U.S. citizen. They do not give us her name. She declared to the CBP officers that she was transporting 10 wheels of cheese that weighed around one kilogram each. Those cheeses were located in the trunk of the vehicle, but officers noticed something. They noticed another 50 wheels of cheese in her back seat under a blanket. <gasps> <laughs> so... This was immediately confiscated, confiscated and destroyed. Destroyed? Why? First the raccoon, now this. <laughs> and the woman was given a $1,000 civil penalty, and she was released and allowed to continue her drive into the United States. Travelers can import cheese, commensurate with personal consumption levels. Uh, a, few year, a few wheels would generally be fine, but not 60. They don't know how much cheese she eats. Right. <laughs> They don't know that. <laughs> so yeah, be careful when you're bringing in hundred pounds of cheese. Into, yeah. You gotta, uh, you gotta maybe uh, prove that you're gonna eat this, or you're having a big party. Who knows? She could be having a big party. I, I love this bitch. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> look, I got I, ten in the trunk. Don't look under that blanket. <laughs> if we're gonna get busted for anything, it's gonna be something That's like that. That's what it's gonna be. Now this is pretty funny. Um, this part's not funny. A far right German party. We don't like them. But what happened to them is very funny. What happened? So a far-right German political party's plans to attract voters instead attracted an unflattering attention on social media. Um, um, last week, they uh, Der Spiegel, I guess that's like a German political magazine, yes. right? I don't think that is uh, right-wing. Um, they shared an image of a pack of gummies that were sent out by uh, this Lower Saxony Alternative for Germany party ahead of a big election. Uh, as I mentioned, this party is aligned with very far right rhetoric. Um, they're like Holocaust deniers. I mean, just like the worst. They sent out these gummies to that had a message on the package, like there is an alternative, uh, and you have just chosen them. This package uh, featured the party's upward pointing uh, arrow logo, and inside the package was gummies that also represented that arrow logo. Oh, no. Now, what do you think that arrow logo looks like in a gummy? A wiener. It looks like a big red penis, <laughs> <laughs> which is perfectly appropriate 
for this party. Oh my God. How did no one see this? I mean, it's a dick. It looks like a dick and balls. It's a total dick and balls. They, Whoever made these arrows probably used the same penis gummy mold that I'm sure they have for bachelor parties or bachelorette parties, right? right? That's like a classic. Um, so yeah, they got their asses handed to them and everyone laughed at them online, which is a, a very appropriate punishment and I hope that they don't get in power. That's a great story. Um, I would eat those. I like a good gummy. I like gummies too. Okay. So look, don't be mad at me. Someone just sent in this story and I'm going to talk about it right now. Oh my God. What is it? The headline, woman spends three days in hospital after a dog pooed on her face. Okay. I I literally saw this in our inbox right before we started recording and I was like, oh wow. So I'm very sorry. Where is this? This is from Indy100.com. Is this in the U.S.? It's in the U.K. Uh, So basically what happened, Amanda Gamo's afternoon nap took a turn when her Chihuahua Belle, who was was on top tailing with her, I guess that's napping with her, took ill and had violent diarrhea. (gasps) Unfortunately, the 51-year-old mom of three was snoozing. I don't know why they're telling us her mouth was open, but this... (laughs) That's I mean, I know important. why. The dog's accidentally a little bit got in her mouth. She said, I was having my afternoon nap with Belle like I always do when I suddenly felt something squirt. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Of course, she sprinted to the bathroom and she got sick because I would probably get sick too of a dog diarrhea on me all over my face. Oh. Right? Um, and she got hospitalized eventually for a gastrointestinal infection that the dog had. She got the oh. same one. Because this dog is obviously sick. He's not, you know. That is fucked uh, up. <laughs> she said she rushed in the bathroom. Her son was in the shower. Uh, so that must have been awkward to be like, the dog shit on me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not looking. It was disgusting and I was hurling violently for hours. Uh, I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. Oh, I, I imagine that's like a psychological scar you'll always have to live with. And you're never going to look at your dog the same way. Yes. So the dog did get on antibiotics because it had a stomach bug. Uh, so that was what happened first. But then she got sick a few days later and presented similar symptoms to the dog, including having diarrhea. But I don't <laughs> think she <laughs> diarrheaed on anybody's pa- face. Did she pass it along? It's the circle of life. <laughs> no. But she had to get hospitalized. It was so bad because that can be obviously very uh, dehydrating. This is the kind of like... If I'm ever hospitalized for something really embarrassing, I really hope it doesn't make the news. Like, how does this? How, I always wonder how these hospitalizations end up making the news. Did well, and they, then she got she gave an interview too, right? Right? Like, did they tell? Did, are they like, yes, reporter? I'm happy. Like, how? Do, I always wonder. I'd be like, no, I will not be speaking. A no comment. And keep me anonymous. I wouldn't be surprised if there's people at every hospital who are like someone just came in with a Buzz Lightyear toy in their ass. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because where do we always hear these stories? Yeah, like where does it come from? I'm sure there's like a lot of hospital gossip. Of course. And then it gets to someone who's probably not bound by any ethical type of deal. Like someone who works in the cafeteria or whatever. Like I'm not, you know, shaming those people, but they don't have an ethical obligation to keep things secret like the doctor would. Yeah. But I bet you there's talk amongst the employees. Of course. And it just spreads probably that way. So yeah, she had the same thing. She was hospitalized for a few days, kept under observation, and obviously given electrolytes, et cetera. 
Um, she said, from the moment I got ill to when I was put on the drip, I couldn't eat a thing. The cramps got worse and worse until I could feel them all over my body, even my legs. That's the worst kind of food poisoning or whatever, when you feel it in your whole body. Um, So, yeah, I mean, she gave a very detailed description of other things. I'm going to skip over that. (laughs) This woman wanted to tell us about her ordeal. You know, they they got a good witness, at least. She said that she has forgiven Belle for the little accident, and she still loves her with all her heart, but I will definitely be more mindful of what position we sleep in in the future. Dude, that is <laughs> so rough. I I do sometimes think, because my cats are like all over me, and oftentimes I will wake up with them like on my head yeah. or like, on, like sort of curled around my head, and part of me is kind of like, oh man, like... <laughs> <laughs> is this wrong? <laughs> Could something bad happen? Right. Um, but nothing like that has ever happened, luckily, because uh, that would be really hard to recover from. So that's all the stories I've got today. We will take a break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So I fell asleep right after you all left last night. So I didn't watch House of House of the Dragon. Oh. I actually started watching it and I just could not stay awake. I watched like 15 minutes of it. That's pretty much what I did, but I fell asleep while watching it. So yeah. I have to go back and okay, watch good. it. So neither of us there's no. no there's no House of the Dragon corner this week. No. I did we I mean the first few minutes were intense. Yeah, yeah, they were, <laughs> and good. that's how that was the reveal that we've time shifted or time whatever jumped. time jumped. Um, so yeah, we'll get back to that. Um, anything else we're watching? Are you watched? Well, yeah, I'm on season three of The Wire. Oh, and it's good. God, McNulty is like the worst father. <laughs> he is such a bad dad. It's just so funny to me. Like there was this one scene where he's like. Hey, buddy, to like his kid, he's like, Hey, buddy, I gotta go meet like a, I gotta go do like a errand. I gotta run an errand for an hour. And he just leaves his young child at home at night for an hour so he can go bang this lady. He's always fucking broads. Yeah. Look, you don't leave your child for that reason. I'm sorry. It's just very, it's (laughs) It's very very wrong. It's very funny to me. I just like that they make this protagonist character like he's not also a good dad like and here's and not and he's incredible he's also incredibly like like even for being like the i would say maybe one of the more competent cops he's still very incompetent here's the thing about mcnulty he's the type of guy who probably bitches nonstop that he doesn't get enough time with the kids. And then when he has them, he goes and does something like that. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, he does do that yeah. in the show. Yeah. So it's kind of like... It's funny. Yeah. Because they, ulti- they, they ultimately just want to use the kids as sort of like pawns in this battle. With the wife. Yeah. The ex-wife. The ex-wife. It is very funny. He's also a total drunk. Like 
like <laughs> he drinks so much. Um, yeah, it's just wild how much more inter- how much better his character is in this show. And le- even though he's like such a dirtbag, it's like the characters like like. I mean, he's like more compelling to watch than the character in the affair that he plays. The same actor plays who's so just disgusting to me. Right? No, because McNulty is probably on paper just as bad as Noah. Yeah. Like as far as what he does, but you like him more still. Cause you're like, come on. Like you want him to get it together and stop being a piece of shit. You Whereas mean, Noah, you're like in the affair, his character in the affair, Noah. Is that no, I meant McNulty. McNulty. I yes, feel like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying is Noah in the affair. I forgot. I haven't seen. Yeah. It Noah's so the affair. That's his character's name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so like you feel like McNulty could get it together, whereas Noah is just a hopeless piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, you're not even rooting for him to get it together. You're not rooting for him. Um, you're not rooting for anyone in, in that show, affair, no. except for maybe the wife. Um, yeah, that's it's, good. It's good. I haven't really been watching anything else besides House of the Dragon as a result of that. And obviously, oh my God, why am I so tired? And obviously 90 Day Fiance, last night was like, took it all out of me. It was I, tiring. I did so much steps last night. Like yesterday, I my step count was so high, even though I didn't go anywhere except the grocery store in my house. But because I was literally on my feet, I, I hardly sat down. Yes. All those day. are the most exhausting days. I did not sit down all day yesterday. Because you know when you're like hosting a party, like you just are not sitting down and relaxing. You're just walking around a lot too, back and forth to the kitchen. Getting people yeah. stuff, which is fine. I had fun. Um, we made a lot of food, so I guess we'll talk about that yeah. at food time. Um, I did want to recommend a podcast. Uh, if you watch, like I am still watching old RuPaul drags, RuPaul's Drag Race um, competitions or seasons. And I really love this recap podcast called Race Chasers. It is hosted by Alaska, who was a former contestant and winner of All Stars uh, 2, and Willem, who famously got kicked off of all, um, season four for fucking his uh, husband mm. when he wasn't supposed to. Mm. <laughs> uh, so they're very funny. I was like listening to them in the car ride over. And it reminded me kind of of us, like, like Alaska, (laughs) not like, well, I'm not the funniness, but their, um, their position, like their roles in the relationship are very like similar. Okay. Who am I? You're kind of Alaska. Cause, cause like Willem will say things off the chain, like off the cuff every once in a while. Like they're probably borderline inappropriate. It just reminded me how you're like Desi, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they both do things like that, but it's just sort of funny, right? Um, because you have qualities that are like Willem as well, because he's he has those past the past that includes the wild, drunken, like whatever as well. And obviously, I don't have that as much. Um, they're just their chemistry is really funny. It is it is um, engineered and produced by Big Dipper, <gasps> who we had on our original podcast, our old our old, old podcast. podcast. Um, so yeah, it's a really funny, um, show if you watch that or if you've ever watched that show, you can, they have all the classic seasons up so you can go back and listen to their recaps and then they have guests, um, all the time from the show, all of the big stars of that show are on their show talking about behind the scenes kind of stuff. It's a very funny show. I laugh out loud to it 
And that whole podcast network that is MOM, it's the mom network. They have a ton of other shows I haven't gotten to yet, but uh, look really good to me. So if you like that show, you'll probably like all the shows on this network. But in particular, Race Chasers is very funny. And I don't, they don't really have guests though, because I, otherwise I'd bug them to right. let us on. Right. <laughs> they only have guests that were on the show. Right. I wish they had sense. like fans of the show to recap with them. Right. Um, but no. So that's all I have. I mean, look. Oh, I have one more thing. What? If you don't have something. No. So I, last week, a trailer for the new M. Night Shyamalan movie came out. It's called Knock at the Cabin, I think. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, and it was it was a little bit of a hubbub on the uh, Twitter on Twitter because in the trailer he does not at all mention that it is based on a very famous horror novel that came out a few years ago, which is very weird. That's and everyone weird. was like, uh, "How about giving credit to the author of the book?" Or like, because usually you'll see like based on the best selling or the award winning horror novel by to this guy's name is Paul Tremblay. And there was none of that. And it really gave the impression of like from the mind of M. Night. And it's like, that's not from his mind. Right. He didn't write the story. Like, right. uh, anyway, that being said, it does look very good and I will definitely um, watch it. I just, I hope that he gives credit to the author. But because of that, I got so irritated. I got the Kindle version of the book. Um, because I was like, I'm going to read that book. What's it called? It is called Cabin at the End of the World. So uh-huh. it is an apocalyptic kind of uh, family drama. It's about, two, uh, it's about family, two dads and a little girl mm-hmm. that they adopted uh, go off to this cabin and then shit happens yeah. and gets scary. It's very good. I, I read it in one night. What? It's under 300 it's like 274 pages. So yeah. it's not like a super long book. Yeah. But it was so good, I couldn't put it down. And it was uh if you like a if you like that kind of book, it's I guess it's horror. Um, it's in the horror genre. It won a lot of horror awards. Um, it's very good. That sounds good. So yeah. I mean, I won't give anything away. You should just get it if you like that kind of it's pre-apocalypse so it's like these people trying to stop what's going to happen and that's sort of the gist of it but it's very tense it's very stressful um there's some gore, gory stuff but nothing too crazy if that turns you off um and then it leaves you feeling very empty at the end <laughs> so a perfect perfect post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic type book i think it was very good <laughs> I've been, I don't know why lately, but I've been reading a lot of No Sleep Reddit. Oh. Do you know about No Sleep? Yes. I've heard about it. I haven't read it. (laughs) And I always read it right before bed because I always read something before bed. And like, (laughs) I've, I've just like, I, of course, I've been having the most like vivid nightmares, like every night for the last week and a half since I've just like been addicted to like reading people's like insane horror stories from No Sleep. Some of them are really good. So is it people's horror stories that they have written themselves or? It's, they're, yes. Okay. It's all original stories by these Redditors who post them. And one of the, even though they're like not, like there's supernatural elements, there's whatever, there's all kinds of different elements. I mean, there's some some supernatural elements, but it's interesting because if you go in the about section of No Sleep, it tells you, like it, it sort of, brings you up to speed about like what the whole 
purpose of the subreddit is. And it's basically like all stories are like you act as if all stories posted are true. So like every comment has to be under the assumption these stories are true. Right. Um, I guess to build the like scariness of it or whatever. And then also um, all stories must be something that could feasibly be true. So that's probably why there isn't a lot of supernatural. Yeah, and there are depending on yeah. yeah, depending on what it is. Like some of it's just like it's it's creepy though. I like creepy. I like scary stories a lot. <laughs> there was this one I read that stuck with me for days, and like I am not like a no. I'm not like an avid or like I not more new on that subreddit, so I don't like whatever. I'm right. sure people know of this story if they are like avid readers of it, but there was this one that scarred me for life recently. It was like about the It's a Small World ride. <gasps> so you know it's scary. Ooh. And I've just been thinking about it for like the past three days. The thing I liked about this book, it has like an element that I always really like where you think it's scary for a certain reason and then it turns out it's actually scary for a different reason. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Yes. It's like a twist where it's like, oh, that seemed scary, but it's actually not. This is what's really scary. And it just kept the tension really well, I thought, through the whole book. Like, I I actually would go to sleep and then wake up and I'd be like, well, I might as well try to read more. Or, like, yeah, it's really good. I think you'll like it because it gets you from the first, like, it gets you immediately from the first chapter. Uh, and that I think I'll be set up now to watch the movie. I, I was like already like I can tell how what he's gonna do right that will make it a little cornier or like a little <laughs> more his. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. where things are a little too wrapped up or like whatever. Right. right. Um, but it's such a good story. It'll I think it'll be a good movie. So yeah. hopefully he'll be back on track with a good one. Yeah. <laughs> after we, old, after old, which both of us did enjoy watching, but we, we enjoyed but it. We both <laughs> thought it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, look, as long as you can make an enjoyable movie, that's the goal. For us. For us. (laughs) Yeah. We have a very low bar. Yes. I'm just, yeah, I'd like to see him. I hope that this is a success for him. And I hope he does credit the author in a more public way, like a bigger way. A bigger way. It definitely deserves it. So yeah, that's all I got. An actual book. An actual fiction book. (laughs) Yeah, fiction because totally. we, we don't get a chance to read a lot of fiction anymore because we just read nonfiction these books right. all damn day. Yeah, no, I want to try to get back into reading more, even if it's nonfiction, just not related to work, not related stuff. to the show. But yeah, I I did enjoy that. I I I really like horror. It's one of my favorite things to read. Me too. Like I love it. Me too. So I should. I should get some more of that, especially like the Stephen King short story collections are really good. And I like short things that I can just read one story. Yeah. So I should check out the No Sleep. I like short, I, re, I think I really like shorter horror stories too, even though I love Stephen King and like I've, I've read his like longer books too, but I do enjoy like a good novella. There's something about being able to read it in one sitting that I think is good. Even though it's a long sitting, for sure. I don't know. I just like that experience. And you're never going to do that with a thousand page book (laughs) or even a 600 page book. It's just not possible. No. So there is something about being able to read it right in a row that is very helpful as far as keeping the tension up. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So I definitely recommend this book. Uh, Should we talk about food? What do we eat? 
while our big meal was last night. Last night was Rosh Hashanah, began at sundown. And so we had, uh, look, I was, I'm still like in a daze right now because I woke up at six in the morning because of my cat Mm. was pawing at me. I got up and I'm like, okay, I'll feed you. I wake up and they had already been fed. This happens. (laughs) This happens all the time. Like Brendan had fed them like at five or something, right? Some absurd. And they still have the nerve. It's Masha who does it. It's Masha. And she looks at me and she's like, ha ha. Like she thinks it's funny. That's outrageous. I watch it. This happens every morning. So the other cats are like, we got food already and don't bother you. It happens every fucking morning. She does this where she's like, she, we go to the kitchen and then she looks at me and she's like, I, I know she's smiling. Yeah. She thinks it's, you can tell when a cat's smiling. She thinks it's funny. And then she's like, okay, let's play. Or they're not even smiling, but they're looking for a reaction. Yes. yes. <laughs> she wants a reaction. And my reaction is always like, fuck. And so I always end up making coffee at that point because I, I can't just go back to bed because she's riled up. And I make my coffee and then I can't get back to bed for like hours or I don't go back to bed at all. And I hardly got any sleep. So. I knew I had this big day of cooking and baking ahead of me, so yes. I couldn't go back to sleep anyway. Right. I did think, I was like, God, Rachel texted me early. I know. I texted you at like seven, because um, I was already like full of coffee at that point. I don't like, even, it's, I mean, I don't even care, but it's just very rare that yeah. you're up that early. <laughs> well, I'm up that early every day. I think it was I'm, later than you texted me. It was like 9.30, because I was like, usually you fall back asleep like at some point. I'll go back to sleep for like two hours, yeah. but... Sometimes I just stay up. Anyway, I was was working too yesterday. I just like, and then I had all this cooking to do. So that's also a stressful, when you know you have a lot of cooking to do, you're too stressed, I think, to go back to sleep. I couldn't do it. So anyway, this is a very interesting story for our listeners. What did we cook? So the first thing on the docket was I had to start the challah. Yes. Because baking and baking bread specifically... That's a task. It's a tall order. It's hours in advance that you have to start. Hours. So I used a recipe that I had never tried before for challah. And I've actually only baked my own challah one other time. And it turned out okay. It just wasn't... I didn't have the proper... I I just didn't have the proper equipment. Like I actually had... Like this was a long, long time ago and I hand kneaded it. And I got to say that that mixer, the stand mixer, mi- mixer, <laughs> yeah, with the dough with the hook, hook, yeah, it's a game changer. Oh yeah, it's I mean, great. It's just so easy. So this holler recipe was made with olive oil, which I think added a little je ne sais quoi <laughs> to the to the bread. Obviously, there's honey and eggs in it. It was a it, it was a different ba- bread baking process than I'd used before and it was a very slow rise. That was melon. What is he eating? I don't know. Stop it. Just go. Just go, melon. It's, it's not appreciated. He's chewing on well, stuff. He's resisting being pushed. I know. He's being a little butt. Just go. Just go, melon. Um it yeah. was a very this particular bake <laughs> had a very slow rise time purposefully because the author of the recipe said this is to give it 
like a very brioche texture, mm. like the most brioche texture yeah. possible. I think that's what it said. It's a New York Times. It's a recent recipe. So five hours later, it was coming out of the oven by the time it proofed yeah. several times and was ready to go. And then like 40 minutes after that, we cut into it. Well, we ripped into it because you're supposed to rip it. <laughs> yeah. And I was stunned. It, it was, was good. The best, one of the best things I've ever baked. And I've made a lot, I mean, and I'm including pastries. I, and I've made a lot of pastries. I usually make pastries when I bake. This was excellent. I have to say. Yeah. I was yeah. shocked. It was I, very I good. I pulled it off. Um, is proofing the same as rising? Yeah. Okay. I just, I'm so used to that because I watch so much British Bake Off. I just, I never knew. I mean, I thought it was, but I didn't know if it was the exact same thing or it was yeah. slightly different. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. So it had to rise several different times. Right. No, it's, I think proofing is common to be, oh my God. What is he eating? Is that a book cover? No, it's like a envelope. But He's, what's so good about it? It has like, does it smell like what? chicken? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's uh, just mad. He's not getting attention. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was really good. And the butter was so good with it. I got a fancy butter to eat with it. It was excellent. Yeah. I ate a lot of that. That was like what I ate the most of. Me and the too. potatoes. Like, I think I had like a little bit of lettuce, like salad. Right. A lot of potatoes and right. a lot of bread. And I had like a little piece of um, breast meat chicken Because we with also, some skin. I also roasted a chicken with potatoes. And the, for me, that was the afterthought. It was all about me and Desi's baked goods that we made. Oh, yeah. So I made... We both were doing new recipes, which that, was stressful. Right. Yeah. So I did like... We wanted to do an apple cake or apple something, since that's uh, traditional with honey, uh, typically... So, of course, I had to find a good recipe because <laughs> I'm not like the hugest apple. I love, I love like a raw apple. But you don't like, you're not an apple in desserts girl. I do like them, but it's not like what I'm going to get right. if I go to a restaurant probably. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. But I, I do like them. I'm just picky right. about what it is. Um, so I found a recipe that seemed really good. I'm a big fan of pineapple upside down cake. This was a caramel apple upside down cake. And it was from a trusted blog, Sally's Baking Addiction, yeah. which looks a little Christian mom, but is actually very good. And I think she has like, she went to like culinary school. She so it is excellent. Recipes. She also, the thing I like about her is not only are her recipes really good, she gives a lot of instructional um, stuff in it that are tips, kind of like more tip oriented. Yeah. Sorry. Um, meaning... It's like information you can use for other recipes. So it's kind of like tutorials on technique as well. And like which, which um, you know, which baking pans are the best and all that kind of stuff, which I like learning as well. And I'll go buy. Like if she has a link, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that exact zester. I trust Sally. Yes. Sally is very trustworthy. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram as well. Everything she does looks incredible. Obviously, I don't bake them all the time. I'm always kind of like, how do you have a blog like that and bake that shit daily? Like, you must have a place you're giving it to or something. I have to. Because it's just like, there's just no way. Because that's the thing about whenever I bake something, I obviously, the recipe, it's never just bake for one person. It's always like, 
at least 12 servings. Yes. I just end up eating it myself. Right. And like maybe throw away the last two because I'm literally can't do it anymore yeah, or it's too old at right. that point or right, something. Right, right. Um, yeah. So her stuff is excellent. The cake came out really good. Okay. I've already like thought of things I I'd do differently next time. Nothing major, but you know how you make something, you're like, next time I'm going to do this. You do your own tweaks. Yeah, nothing major, because I thought it was excellent. I really really liked it. And then I got some really good ice cream to go along with it. That ice cream was good. And it was like, I love that ice cream place. Um, Yeah, and I thought like it worked well, because we cooked it like an hour before we served it or at least probably a little longer and it was still like nice and room temperature. It was, you know, it tasted good with the ice cream. It wasn't like, it was, it was tasty still. And it had a lot of good elements to it. I thought kind of like your bread, it was like multidimensional. It was multidimensional. Yeah. Like you had the hard crusty browner parts and then the inside was squishy and then the bottom was a little harder. Right. So you could get that nice chewy um, crusty part. Right. But it was really... Really soft inside. It was really soft inside. And then I like the part on the hala that's like the eggy glossy strip. Like the... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like I just like all the elements of hala together and that bread really highlights them all. That recipe. I'm going to do that again. Um. And then same with my dish. It's like it had the crunchy caramelized part on the cake. Yeah. And the cake was nice and soft and the apples were cooked well. It was a good recipe. It was a very good recipe. Um, so yeah, everything was a hit, I think, yeah, from last the, night. The food was good and we had a cheese board. Of course. Because you gotta if you're coming if if you're coming to dinner at my house, there's gonna be a cheese board. Everyone's happy when they see a cheese board. Especially a nice one, and I always do a really nice one. Yes, uh, I, I mean, I'm a I'm big on cheese. If I see a cheese board at a party, I know I'm happy. Me like too. I'm gonna sit myself right by that cheese board. I park my ass there. <laughs> I park my ass at the cheese board. So yeah, it was very good, and we're excited. We'll have some good food stuff next week. Yeah, we were gonna go to a good brunch before CatCon. <laughs> get our energy levels. We're going to be, oh my God. That's going to be a fun, tiring day. It's going to be really tiring. Um, So we'll have lots of good tidbits for next week. And my brother came over and he made, this was inspired, he came over and he made apples and honey cocktails and he he made a mocktail for me. It was good. I thought that was really cute. Very cute. I don't, I didn't watch him make them, like how, what ingredients. It was like vodka Uh with, um... Apple cider, like sparkling apple cider, like Martinelli's. Yeah. Uh, and it had some muddled Granny Smith and honey, simple syrup made with honey. Yeah. Kind of that you would muddle it. And I think a little lime in some of the versions we made. Yeah. Because on the second round, we were all like, let's try this. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, that was a moment. We were, I don't know what we were doing, but so I remember him at some point, like, we need a blender. I was like, I'm not getting the blender. Out. There was like six people in my kitchen and I'm like trying to like clear stuff away. And there's like six people like, do you have a mortar and pestle? Like, I know. I was like, this is getting crazy. And you don't even care on the second drink as much as, you know what I mean? You put (laughs) all that effort into the first one where everyone tastes it. And then after that, it's like, who cares? Right. Um, But yeah, it was definitely like when you're high and you're like all of a sudden the world's greatest chef. Totally. And you're like, I could do, it's like chopped. Yeah. You're like, I have ramen. 
<laughs> old shiitake mug. It's just like right. you're trying to put together some feast based on yeah. the stupid things you have. Yeah. It was very much that uh, energy, but it was very fun. It was, it was a, so fun. It was a good little party. Absolutely. Happy That's New like Year. an ideal party. It was an ideal. Like all people are good. Yeah. There's no like duds. No, I'm just kidding. There was no duds. Melon. Everyone's was, in the vibe. Everyone vibed. Melon was a ham. Melon was the only cat that was consistently out. He was out the entire time. And yeah. He, and he was like a participant. He had his own storyline. He did have his own storyline. <laughs> he had like a full character arc last night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he visited every single person there. Right. He had stuff to say to everyone. He was in and out. He was in. <laughs> he would leave and come back, but he was always making. The, but he stayed in the vicinity of like the party. Oh, for the he would leave every once in a while, but then come. I mean, maybe he was going to the bathroom. I think he was yeah. going to the bathroom because then he'd be back immediately. Yeah, so he likes to be in a room with a lot of people. He does, but he doesn't want to to be with you necessarily. But he, he just w- wants to be in the center. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be in the center, and he wants to be perceived. Absolutely. Like he really wants to be paid attention to, even if you're not touching him. Yeah. You got to notice that he's there. So, and Masha came out like later cause she was napping and she was like, she was like acted all shy and stuff at first. But then there was one point in the night where I turned around and she had her face in the vanilla ice cream bucket. Oh yeah. Like her entire little She wasn't face. being very social. No, but she was being but naughty. But she was being naughty. She uh, also tried to climb up. She used a chair to try and climb up to the cheese board. Well, she was like, there's some new food out. Yeah. And I want to put my face in it. She loves dairy. <laughs> yeah. Because remember she didn't it. eat the chicken you threw on the floor. That I was just sat insulted there. insulted by that. It was pretty rude. It was so rude. It's roast chicken. That's a cat she, fave. She always, they usually eat it. The cats go crazy for roast chicken whenever I make it. I've never not, I've never seen a cat not eat chicken. They always usually they always, do. always, that's what, that's like but a no brainer. But she was probably like snobby about it. Like, no, mommy, you always give me roast chicken. I want this uh, right. $30 a pound cheese. Yes. That's yeah. what I want. Party food. I want party food. She can have roast chicken any time of the week. And she knows it. <laughs> And she knows it. She's spoiled. They're all spoiled. Yeah. Kugel and Locks did not make an appearance. No. They're shy. They were uh, hanging out under the bed together. Yeah. But then when everyone left. They immediately came out. They immediately come out and then they started having the zoomies. Yeah. They're like, what? What? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. But I did pass out like very shortly after you left. I was so tired. It was like one of those things where I was like, oh, I have to drive home. Like, know. you know how you just keep not leave? Well, you don't drive as much, but it's like you keep not leaving because you're like, I just don't want to get in the car and drive. Yes. But I have to to get home and sleep. It's like, it's like such a dilemma. So <laughs> I did get home finally and tried to watch House of Dragons and failed. I know. I passed out. So it I looked good though. Like the first 15 minutes were good. And I really was like trying to watch it, but I just I did get to the point where that character okay remember the character we described as um the bald guy he's like this season's bald guy yeah oh yes what's his name why, okay what, why his name I... is l-a-r-y-s laris but isn't that guy's name varus <laughs> wait isn't, a minute isn't there a guy that's v-a-r-y-s what's that character's name in in game of thrones you're talking about yes the bald guy Various who's the gossipy i just felt like yes, it was it is so they okay here's, 
I was, I died. Stop. Here's something I noticed in House of the Dragon last night. These people in the realm, they have been, I mean, this is one thing I'm like, oh, it's kind of like real life. There are so many repeating names. Yes. Between House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones. Not in, like, in the, in those, like, timelines, but cross timelines. Yes. There's a Joffrey in House of the Dragon. There's an Eddard. Did you hear someone say Eddard? Oh, I didn't hear that one. Well, there's an Eddard. Yeah. Not Stark, but there's an Eddard. And, and the, the baby's name is Joffrey now. That's what I said. There's a Joffrey. No, but Joffrey was the boyfriend oh, of right. the husband. Right. So he named the baby after his lover who got killed. So there's two Joffreys in, right. in House of the Dragon. I, I know. Like, that's why I was like, I was like, Joffrey. And I was like, oh, Joffrey. Because <laughs> that was his boyfriend's name. Right. Like, I was like, you, I was like, that's good. You got to love it. Because he's like, it. fuck you. Yeah. All these kids are not mine, clearly. Right. Uh, and... Yeah, you're right. And then there's like Jason. Yeah, and then there's Jason. <laughs> That's my favorite. I mean, last night I fell asleep pretty early on. I got just barely past the childbirth scene, I guess. But there was a part of me last night where I was like, and I said this last week, I think, I was like, this is definitely like a lesser Game of Thrones. And it was really highlighted to me for some reason last night's episode even more. Yeah. That has nothing to do with my enjoyment of the show at all. No. But it's just, it's so funny to me sometimes where things are like glaringly um, ripped off or like the Laris killed me because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, you can't name the town gossip almost the same thing. Are they related? Like, is that a is that an inheritable quality? Like, Laris, I'm the shit kicker gossip guy. Like, Laris and Varys. Uh, yeah, I was. I died, and I probably only noticed because I had my subtitles on. I always have my subtitles me too, on. especially with this show. Yeah. So that's how I noticed. I was like, Laris. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was it was Varys. Very- Varys was the name. Oh, speaking of Game of Thrones. So Littlefinger just showed up in the wire because I'm watching. Oh, I mean, yeah. I have been watching season three, but yeah, he is so hot. Yeah. No, that's where I first knew him. So when I saw him in Game of Thrones, I had just like the opposite reaction. I was like, oh my God, it's the mayor of Baltimore. Like that guy yeah. uh, who I didn't know was Irish or whatever he is. He's Scottish. Irish. 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 So that was like another wire character. I was like, oh my God, like. Because you see the wire actors in everything. I, I mean, look, I know it because every show I've ever watched with Brendan, <laughs> every single show I've ever watched with Brendan, it's always that guy was in the wire. It's either that, this is what he does when we watch shows together. That guy was in the wire or I love this guy. He's one of my favorite actors. I saw him in a play in 1999 in Manhattan. Yeah. Like all of his favorite actors are these like, (laughs) you would only know who they were if you saw them in a play in Manhattan. Off Broadway. Off Off Broadway in 1999. And he's always like, this guy's an incredible actor. Well, yeah, especially shows that film in New York. They use all of those theater actors. But no, if you... If you had watched The Wire first, every show you watch, well, you see it with Brendan. It's like, it's always like Lieutenant Daniels is in everything. Like Like I was in Bosch. Yeah. He was Bosch's boss. He's in every show. Uh, Like he's in everything. Yeah. He's prolific. Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick. He's he's prolific. Yeah. He's really good. Um, Yeah. I'm excited. Season three is good. 
Yeah. Are you obsessed with Omar? Don't you love he's Omar? He's my favorite character. <laughs> of course. Omar's <laughs> the best character on the show. He's he's just he's the best. He's incredible. Yeah, I love like Omar. He's a cowboy. Obsessed with him. I love him. He's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for you to get through all the episodes and then we can talk about and things. Then we can really oh start my god, talking. I just remembered Marlo. Oh, oh, he's so scary. He's so, he was on Bosch too. Yeah, that's right. He was. On he Bosch. was a big part. He was Bosch's partner. The partner. No, I freaked when I saw him. Just I was like, for the Marlo. record, Desi and I fell off of Bosch hard after like three seasons. I finished it. You finished it? Yes, I finished Bosch, but I did not watch the sequel or whatever the reboot. It just was not. I I, I plugged through because. It was like, here's what happened. We were just at different levels because you were way ahead of me. Yes. Then the last season was about to drop and I was like, well, maybe I will watch Bosch. And I just fucking, you stopped and I like pushed through. And by the time season five dropped, I still hadn't finished, but I was almost finished. And then I just plowed through uh, the last season. I just couldn't get into it after a while. I don't know what it was about that show, but we know some real Bosch heads. Oh, I know people who watched the sequel. They fucking love Bosch. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When I finished, I was like, more Bosch. Like I was in that, you know, that fate, yes. you, that drugged out feeling yes. when you're binging a show. Yes. And I was like, when that sequel drops, I'm immediately watching it. And of course, I just completely, <laughs> I wasn't, Bosch is not a true love of mine. He's no Ray Donovan. No, I enjoyed Bosch because it was probably in between shows yes. and I had nothing. And that was what Bosch was for. Yeah. But that's not a show that is like in my heart. We've talked about this many times that that, I'm sorry, no offense, but he's not hot enough to be acting like that. No. And I don't know, maybe he's hotter in the book. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was a book. Harry Bosch. Why is his name Harry Bosch? But here's the thing. Why is his name Harry Bosch? Like he's named after that artist? Like Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah. Why? Is that like on purpose? I don't know why because they don't really explain why the parents would do that. That's annoying about it, that they don't explain it. It's probably like in the book, but they don't ever do it in the show. I know, and that annoyed me. I don't know. Your name is Harry Bosch. You got to explain yourself. I think you have to, <laughs> and we need like one episode, at, one episode at two pars. <laughs> we need one episode where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." My uh, this is how he talks. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm named after the painter. Yeah. Did, did you know that pancakes at Dupars yeah. they're best? <laughs> the best pancakes in Los Angeles. The best pancakes in Los Angeles. The best when you put the syrup on the bottom. Yeah, that's the best way to eat them. And like. But he, what he, he would, what I would last it? about two seconds in his presence I without would, going I, off on I, him. I, I, I'm like, shut up. If I, lit, if I had to have breakfast with Bosch and he started explaining how to eat pancakes to me, I'd be like, just get up and leave. And I love pancakes. I just don't know who that personality is for. What it's was, just not for me. What did he say was the best Mexican in Poquito, uh, Poquito Mas. Mas? He was like, Poquito Mas, best Mexican food in L.A. How do you say that with How a straight face? How do you face? fucking say that? I, I, there's a lot of things I disagree with that I would accept, but that's not one. Like if you said Tito's tacos, they're not my favorite. But, but I would I be like, okay, that. I get it. I will accept that answer because I know a lot of people love it. Yeah. But Paquito Moss? Nobody says that. That's even like a chain, isn't it's like, it? It's like one of those mini chains, right? Yes. Like there's a bunch of locations in LA. That's when I... I've totally, he lost me completely. Cause I'm like, this is not a serious person. A, a serious person would be like, here's this little hole in the wall taqueria that 
is the best in now. You know what I mean? Like yes. that's what it, it would be acceptable. That's, that's what, what people, most people would give you as an answer. Yeah. This taco truck on York and 50th and Highland Park or whatever. Like yes. it's like, it would be something, there's too much good Mexican here to ever put down Paquito Moss. Like it's just not like the, he, he didn't even clarify it in any way that was acceptable. <laughs> he didn't even make a joke about it. Yes, like I like this the best, even though it's not authentic. Or this is the only place that's open past ten, that's or like why whatever. It's the best. Like he didn't qualify. Like, it. There, there could, there needed to be a qualification. That's when he fucking lost me, and I was like, I hate this character. Yeah, no. So no offense to Paquito Moss. It's really about Bosch. Oh yeah, it's more of his arrogance and his being arrogance. a know-it-all. He's a know-it-all about Los Angeles, and I didn't like that because his opinions were wrong. Yeah, and no one ever calls him on it. Nobody no, calls not him one on shit. character is ever like, "Dad, shut the fuck up." Paquito Moss sucks. <laughs> like whatever. Like, like yeah, forget all his like shady police work. His his food opinions were garbage. He did have a nice house. I he, will give him that. Oh it's yeah, undeniable. I love that explainer. Like I sold a book. Wait, or you consulted on a movie? That's what it was, right? Right. He has this like big ass fucking house. So they explain that anomaly. Right. <laughs> Not the name. Right. Not the name. <laughs> okay. We will be back this week with more stuff. Yeah. Also, uh, so this week, I guess we should say this now. So this week, we're not having our regularly scheduled main episode. What we're doing is we're going to be posting two, uh, two kind of Halloween-y episodes from Patreon for our main. We will be doing a, 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 mini, a new mini episode. Right. And we will be doing a new after show for our Patreon subscribers. So, yeah, look forward to that. And then the following week, our Halloween month begins, and Desi is going to give us a off-the-chain movie versus reality. Oh, you're first. I'm going to be giving an off-the-chain movie versus reality. <laughs> We're both. We're both going to be giving them. All October. All October, if you don't know... In the past few years, what we do is all movie versus reality, the real stories behind famous horror movies. Yes. So we're going to do it again. We're giving you a really funny preamble, yes. Halloween, getting the Halloween season started. The, we <laughs> Rachel just played them for me. Yeah. And they were very funny, I have to admit. And even though it was us, we, we agree we were very funny. I was funny. like, that's pretty funny, I have to admit. <laughs> they were stupid. <laughs> um, okay. And we have Halloween merch. We have new Halloween merch that dropped, hollywoodcrimescene.com. I'll post a link for that in the show notes, and I will post a link to our Patreon in the show notes. Okay. Very professional. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.